My mother told me what was necessary to rule in this universe. By killing people? I CREATE LIFE! Two. Right, it's episode 470, so it's a Mark episode, so this is going to start chaotic as fucking usual. I'm Matt Foster, this is... Becky, everyone, hi. And this is... Uh, Ian Loring, fucking And we've just watched the Cocaine Bear trailer. (laughs) Right, how... Um... That, I mean, right, that could be fucking shit, but but, But. it feels like it knows it could be shit, and it's just going, yeah, don't worry, we know. Um, Yeah, I mean, God, all I need is 90 minutes of a very, very high bear stalking people and killing them in a variety of ways and that kind of feels like maybe what we're getting here yep um i i yeah i can't i actually can't believe that's a real film and it's directed by fucking elizabeth banks i like elizabeth banks the director and elizabeth banks knows comedy wild i mean it is what yeah and a bit like hey I, I i like the charlie's angels reboot you know like i i nobody else seemed to but i, I you know it just i can't believe that film is as that as that trailer seems to be saying it is <laughs> Yep. That's that's a fucking wild trailer. I cannot imagine how... The thing is, it's Universal. I'm assuming they're putting in, in front of Violent Night this weekend, which is also Universal. The, re, the reactions a crowd in for Violent Night are going to have to that trailer. Like, that, that film could 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 break out and do really fucking well. It could. Um... Yeah, I yeah, sure, sure. I. Oh man, you fucked. I mean, when when that poster came out yesterday with "Get in line" as the tagline, I was like, right, okay, that's what we're going for here then. And that dream. That bear looks. That bear looks fucked. Oh God. Um. I am I am very 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 fucking up um, for yeah for um, I say Whitlock Junior just just essentially just dead padding his way through this. I mean he's gonna do a shit <laughs> at one at some point, isn't he? Oh, like, it's gonna I, be I, glorious. I, I, it's gonna be at the best time. Oh shit. What? Oh, that's just that's just fucking cheered me up so much. Yeah, I've had a rough day at work, folks, and that trailer has just reminded me that films are alive. Yep, it's it's just fucking come on, 
Let's go for it. Cocaine Bear Baby. Fucking hell, that's a funny trailer. Yeah. Great. Look, I'm very much looking forward to this. I mean, I was already looking forward to it because it's Cocaine Bear. What's to not look forward to? What else have we got to look forward to? Well, you've got to look forward to us doing review of Bones and All. Um, we're not doing uh, Glass Onion yet. We're going to do that when it comes out on Netflix. Too many layers for us to cope with, wasn't it? It was too many layers for us to cope with. We couldn't peel back that onion this week. Uh, so yes, we've got Bones and All, which I think is going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting review, that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we have some... Um, some what we've been watching. Um, I, was, I was wondering what sum we had there. Good job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some, some, some. Myself and some. Rebecca um, have, have ventured into the Motion Picture Corporation of America Christmas oh, movies. Oh, fuck yeah, you have. I forgot about that. Good yeah. times. All right. Um, that may have worked a sleeping giant. <laughs> oh, God. You can watch the rest of fucking Princess whatever she <laughs> on your own <laughs> I was just curious about what Lilo was looking like right I now. have I have a, I'm going to say this I have a lot of lunch hours to do in, in December do. so fucking like Netflix and download is going to be a right treat oh, fucking hell great um, so yeah so we've got we've got those and we've got like the usual bits we've just covered a trailer we'll cover some more we'll cover some news and bits and bats let's fucking go uh, we're a pod syndicate podcast. Listen to our friends' podcasts. Rewatch Project, Chinchroker versus Punter, his film, her movie, Entertainment Landfill, and as such. So yeah, so yeah, Ian, what's been happening in the old movie news this week? <laughs> Fucking breaking news here as well. Oh, what a show! <laughs> what a show! Ang Lee has set his next film. Oh god. <laughs> He is directing Bruce Lee, a film that will star Ang Lee's son, Mason Lee, in the role of Bruce Lee. Mason Lee is Bruce Lee in Ang Lee's Bruce Lee. Mason Lee? Yeah, he's been in stuff, hasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've literally just seen this. He is... Yeah, so you remember The Hangover? Sure. Do you remember The Hangover Part 2? Yeah. Do you remember Teddy, uh, the kid that they lose in uh, yeah. Bangkok? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's Mason Lee. That's Ang Lee's son. That's great. I mean... Hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I just... If that film goes wrong... Like that's the kind of thing where Ang Lee could like like never work again. Like casting your own son as Bruce Lee. Yeah, that's some. I mean, Ang Lee is never short of hubris, um, and and has has been very <laughs> has a lot of success to back it up. But that's a it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> Do it in high frame rate. I fucking dare you. He will. <laughs> Do you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Go for it. Wild. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, yeah, sure. Why not? But I mean, God. Not only casting your own son in a film, but casting your your son as Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> wow, we. 
Um, okay. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got? Have we got anything? Um, did we? I don't think we talked about last week the um, news that Blumhouse and no. Atomic Monster, James Wan's company, are looking to Merge. combine. Yeah. Um, very interesting that. The, the way that, that, that Jason Bloom um, kind of approached the, the, the thing of basically saying, I know, I, I, paraphrasing slightly, but he basically said, I know how to get movies made and how to make movies, but I have, I have no original story ideas whatsoever. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> he has so many ideas. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I just very much hope that James Wan gets a payday and some real control. I mean, it's it's interesting because you had James Gunn being announced as co-CEO of fucking DC a few weeks back as well. Um, and it's, I think, it, you know, and obviously with the whole Bob Iger thing, it feels like there's been a real hard pivot back to give creatives some actual real control over this stuff. Yeah. Um, which, which is really interesting. Um, and yeah, the, the idea of Blumhouse taking on like the conjuring universe, which is like essentially what, what this would probably like lead to. Um, I, I mean, why, yeah, why not? And hey, could we maybe get a Malignant 2 in there as a treat? Um, that, what I will say is, without question, one of the first things that, if that gets greenlit, that, and they've got all of this extra little bit of cash injection that comes in, you know that he's going to walk in there and go, I've got an idea, and Bloom's going to go, is it Malignant 2? He's like, it fucking is, yeah. <laughs> Then I mean, like literally, it needs to be a condition of the detail that uh, of the of the contract that *Malignant 2* Gabriel's revenge will be immediately greenlit upon completion of the deal. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. You know that one wants that done. <laughs> I, I mean, I I feel like the universe demands it. Everyone needs to see Gabriel's revenge. Yeah, <clears throat> it, 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 I'm not gonna say it will save cinema. But I'm also not gonna not. No, yeah, yeah, quite, quite. Um, but yeah, I mean this this James Gunn thing as well. And I mean, I'll be absolutely honest. It's not it's not a film, so I'll talk about it now. The, I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special last week, and if James Gunn is as done with the MCU as it feels like he is, given that fucking thing. I'm glad that he's moving over to the DCU. You mean the fact um, that this. Um, holiday special came out and nobody's talking about it whatsoever. It like real fucking wet fart energy that and I'm I'm not surprised. It's like 35 40 minutes long. It is one joke. Um let's steal Kevin Bacon. Um and Chris Pratt just it, honestly it is the energy of someone who just cannot be asked to be there. And it's like I it's an embarrassingly flat performance. It from a career of a man who kinda specialises in that. 
Yeah, it, um, it does seem like Pratt is a little bit done with being Chris Pratt for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, that, that's the thing. It's just like, look, Chris, why don't you just fuck off for a bit then? You have a lot of money, I'm sure. It's, you know, play out your contractual commitments and then go. But I, I kind of feel like this Hollywood special probably wasn't a contractual commitment. But it, it just... It's real fucking low energy. And, like, the thing is, they introduce stuff in it that apparently is going to be important for Guardians Volume 3. There's a couple... There's a... There's a... um, uh, A a space dog. Um, The name of... What's the Russian dog that went into space? Uh, Can't help help with it. Cosmo. Cosmo, yes. So Cosmo is in it. And it's just, like, turned... Like, it's just in it. There's no context whatsoever. It's just there, and it's voiced by Maria Bakalova. Oh, um, I wish people would stop trying to make her happen. <laughs> and and so, like, Cosmo's there, but also, spoiler alert for the Guardians Holiday Special, it's, like, revealed, basically out of nowhere, that um, uh, Mantis is um, uh, Chris Pratt's half-sister. Oh, and the whole thing... Yeah. And the whole thing is about her wanting to give him a good Christmas because she wants to show how much she cares about him, which it's like, that's uh, sudden. Um, uh, You know, anyway, yeah. James Gunn can happily fuck off to the DCU and do the DCU. It feels like with his trauma sensibilities, DC is maybe more his vibe for pushing shit anyway. Does it seem a little bit like he is very much high on the smell of his own farts at the moment, James Gunn. What, uh, James Gunn? Yeah, 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 he is. Um, he has been He has been for a, a, a number of years. And I, I, I don't know, it's just, it's difficult because if you, if you are James Gunn and you were the trauma guy and the guy who wrote the Scooby-Doo films and then you wrote and directed Guardians of the Galaxy and then suddenly you're hot shit, it's, it's a less immediately repellent version of Taika Waititi. Yeah, that, that's it. The thing is, I have enjoyed a lot of James Gunn's things that he's done. I just, I am not sure I need a James Gunn overseeing Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. Um, Let's talk some trailers, shall we? Yes. We've already talked Cocaine Bear. Um <laughs> So let's continue. Let's continue uh, on how, the. How do we follow on from cocaine bear? Well, let's continue the praticisms, and let's talk the um, fucking heinous shit show colour that is the Super Mario Bros. It's a me, Mario. Woohoo! Yeah, gross. Yeah, N- not into Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach either. I've got to say, not nope. So we were having nope. a conversation. Yes, we were. About how all female characters in things now all suddenly have to be super self-sufficient and can't be a damsel. And honestly, in real life, it's them that end up saving the men at most points because they're such idiots and such fumbling, fumbling twats. Blah, blah, blah. It's a whole vibe right now, isn't it? Yep. Princess Peach has never been that character. Princess Peach is a plot point. She is a damsel that makes Mario go save her from Bowser. That's just like the whole thing, isn't it? I've not played many Mario games, but that seems to always be the vibe. I think 
for, I think, for possibly Nez and Snez era. I'm not sure where I just feel like I mean. there's plenty of female characters in computer games that do have a bit more agency. If you want that kind of character in your movie, adapt those. Like, I, not Get all. Ellie from The Last of Us in there. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's, there's the, the, the pink one out of, like, Sonic. She's she's an actual thing, isn't she? Rather than just a damsel they have to save. I never played any God of the latest Sonic games. But there's a girl one, and she's, like, a character. A Sonic? character that... Last one I played with the second one. I just, I just feel like they're sacrificing the actual... I know it's weird talking about canon when it comes to something like Super Mario, but... That's not the character. It really bothered me in this trailer. It's just like Princess Peach is not that person in, in the games, and it's like, why adapt it if you're going to completely change it? I just the, yeah. The, I don't know. Diplomatic now though, you agreed with me. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the, the bumbleization of, of any male, male character in anything, in, in any family yeah. movie is getting a little bit odd. <laughs> For me the, to realise it, it must be there. <laughs> Charlie Day is Luigi. Absolutely fine with that. We've said before, Jack Black as Bowser. Yes, please. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Should be Russell Crowe, but sure. Um, it, it, it's... I, 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 I don't know. It feel Also, just like the Mario Kart bit. It's just like... You, you'd kind of... Sure. You could probably save that for the sequel, yeah. could you not? Yeah, it, it is a little bit like that. It's like, so we're getting every single Mario-ism in this... Apart from he didn't go down a pipe, he probably will do at some point. Yes, they know. Would it, deep would it, down, they're not getting a sequel. Would it surprise you? They probably will. Would it surprise you though? Oh, it's going it, to make all the money. It's going to make so much Sorry. money. Nintendo. Yeah. Oh Everything god. Yeah. I've heard yeah. About reaction to it is negative. Nintendo. Oh, no. Right. No. So um, when I took lots to see Lyle Lyle Crocodile, the first trailer played, and the kids in that audience. The amount of them were just like, it's Mario, it's Mario, like literally hearing that. Like that film coming out Easter next year is going to make more money than God. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. The, the thing is, the, the biggest selling consoles have left to put in it. of all time are the Wii U, the Wii and the um, that, is it Switch, is it called, the most modern one? Yeah. 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 The, Nintendo's huge. It's going to make so much money because people, people who people who are slanging it off will go to hate watch it, and kids will go to enjoy it. And I hope they enjoy the living fuck out of it. Just why did it have to be Chris fucking Pratt? I don't care about being Chris I mean, Pratt. Yes. I hate him. He's shit. Right. Wahoo! Let's a go. Yeah. It does. It, it does sound like he's done it over the phone. Yeah. Whilst eating a sandwich. But I, don't, I mean, it's it's interesting though because next year is going to be quite a year for video game adaptations, you know, because you've got the Last of Us series in January, you've got this in April, Eli Roth's Borderlands starring Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Wild. Um, it, I mean, I imagine. I mean, that thing was shooting like during the first stage of the pandemic, so I would assume that's coming next year. There's. Um, uh, there's a Netflix Horizon Zero Dawn show coming, maybe not next year. Amazon have got a Fallout show from Jonathan Nolan coming out next year. Like it, it feels like 
all like it, it, it's gonna be a big year for right hollywood's actually gonna take video game adaptations seriously now um and it, it pains me thinking that a mario film which should be a slam dunk really could be capsized by the fact that you've got chris bloody pratt voicing mario like it, it, it's i don't know and it and i think the animation style looks spot on um I, I like the voice cast apart, apart from him and Anya Taylor-Joy. Like I say, the girl bossification of Princess Peach, as you guys have been saying, is just... Wow. Nah, mate. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's fine to not have her be that. And, um... Because it's, it's a Mario film. Uh, yeah, it... But it's going to make more money than God. Um, I would happily watch it in 4dx i think that's probably going to be a quite a fun experience actually um and we'll we'll see i'm assuming the mid credits is going to be the emergence of wario yeah which i hope is voiced by not chris pratt maybe that'll be charles martinet maybe that's who he's playing yeah sorry the original voice of mario he's in this film but nobody knows who who he's playing but yeah I read that I read somewhere that he was playing something to do. He was playing a version of Mario. I hope he's the the Chris Pratt version is killed at the <laughs> end of this and replace. Actually, do you know what he might be? It might be like he's the little Mario. At some point, like Mario's going to turn small, and 2D. then he's going to be voiced by Charles Martinet. Yeah, or some yeah two. There'll be a 2D... Yeah, it's going to be that. This side scroll. You're right. Yeah. Which would be quite fucking fun. Um, When you finish Saving the World. Written and directed by Jesse Eisenberg, so no thank you. (laughs) I I actually like the trailer for this. Yeah, If you'd have said to me, before I watched the trailer, written and directed by Jesse Eisenberg... Starring Triangle Face. Starring Triangle Face... um, and Julianne Moore and then told me like what it was about I'd have been like you can get to fuck that's going to be insufferable and it, it it may well be insufferable but I did quite like the trailer mm. yeah I'm intrigued by this yeah I quite and we'll get on to it when we do Bones and all but I, I quite like these slightly more peculiar movies that are getting made slightly more offbeat yeah the fact that they're going to be in cinemas as well. Mm, yeah, I think it feels a little bit like we've we've tramped through the hard times of it just being blockbuster shite. Yeah, it does seem a little bit now that that, that, that they're going. Do you know what? We'll release that in a cinema. Like, yeah. Should we say, wow, release it in a cinema for a week? If it hits, it hits. We'll leave, we'll leave it there for a few weeks. If not, we still get to release it on streaming a few weeks later. Mm. That just seems to be a really good, like, well, why not idea. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of keen for this one. Yep. So, we, we, what did we watch? White Noise. I know you've seen it, Ian, but the full trailer came out. Okay. Um, Have you seen the film, Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it? It's, uh, it, yeah, it good. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, Noah, um, Baumbach doing kind of like disaster movie 
Um, there, there are a couple of jump sequences in it. It is visually interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's got it's got a third act that almost capsizes the entire thing. Um, but a very very difficult degree of difficulty adapting that book. It's as good an adaptation of White Noise as I think you probably could make. Um, I'll be interested to see what you guys think of it. I, I haven't seen this trailer because I didn't see the point. So yeah. what, what what does it look like to you guys? It looks like a comedy disaster movie. Okay. Is what it looks like. That's interesting. Not like out and out kind of fucking belly laugh comedy though. Just no, like kind it, does, of it doesn't look like that a kind fucking... of dry Noah Baumbach kind of. Uh, yeah, but it does look like a yeah. comedy. It is pitched as a comedy movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's pitched very much as a offbeat family are in dire yeah. situation and are kind of dealing with it in offbeat way. Oh my god, like that one, that disaster movie, that cartoon one that came out last year. Was it The Mitchells or something? A little bit like that, yeah. Like that, but like real life. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I w- yeah. <laughs> That's potentially a little bit mis-selling. Yeah, I was watching it going, I don't think this is going to be the film, but I get why you're doing this as the trailer. <laughs> I think it looks really good. Uh, what else did we have? Um, the, what was that one we watched at the cinema? Violent Night with what's that <laughs> one? at the cinema. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely go see that. Oh, well, we will. Because I think we're reviewing it next week. Uh, it, it's appa- it's apparently good, like actually good. My only I'm excited. Worry about it is it's an hour and forty minutes. Yes. What are you thinking? Like ten minutes too long? What? Yeah, ten fifteen minutes too long for the premise of that movie. That worries me. Yeah. But yeah. I am also looking forward to going to see my second John Leguizamo movie in a few weeks at the cinema. Yeah, fair. Mm. Mm. Um, we also saw... What? Oh, God, what was it called? I don't know. Two Silent Girls or something. Oh, oh The Silent the Twins. Silent Twins. That's yeah. it, yeah. That's not on her IMDb page. Cool. It, this trailer confused the shit out of me. At first, I thought it was a horror film about, about like these twins who get revenge on society or something. But then, as the trailer went on, it was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be heartwarming." That was weird. You were like, "Look at this, don't Becky." Yeah, I think it looks really good. And the thing is, Letitia Wright, however problematic she may be, I do find her an interesting screen presence. I do like watching her. I think she's crap. That's fair. In anything I've ever seen her in. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think this looks really good. Cool. Not so that. Shall I watch this one on my own? Yes, you can. Because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. When you, I was turning around to in the cinema, I looked shit. <laughs> and you went, that's really good. I was like, really? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's one you can watch on your fucking own. Loser. <laughs> what? Wow. It's okay, I'll be watching like a Christmas prince or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will, because you're an idiot. Yep. Hey. Uh, anything else that you can think of, Ian, that we've missed? Uh, no. It's weird, we usually save a big one, but I think we spent our load. Oh, we also watched the Old Way trailer, the Nick Cage Western. 
Nick Cage Western. Obviously, I'm sold. It, it, it is, Becky. But there was a bit in it where somebody opened something and you thought it was a laptop. <laughs> it's set in the Old West. <laughs> None of these people have Old West vibes. Do I'm not. fine with that. None of them have Old West vibes. I'm fine with All that. of them look like they are in costume waiting to get a photo taken at an Old West town. Oh my God, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. a weirdly put together trailer. I'll watch it. Nice. <laughs> it, 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 but you watch this really going, wait. So does Nick Cage have the moustache just when he's a bad guy? Or is it flashbacks? Or is it all the time? It's weird. You'll have to wait and see, won't you? I, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's move on to our feature review. We had all the trailers there, out, guys? Yeah? Yeah. Nothing hiding in the wings? Yeah, cool. Right. Um, so it's Luca uh, Guadinas, uh, Bones and All, starring Taylor Russell, Timothy Shells, Mark Rylands, Michael Stuhlbag turns up, Jessica Harper's there, Chloe Savine turns up, Ross Boyle's all the time with no fucking hands, um, <laughs> David Gordon Green's in it, <laughs> which is a yep. weird one. Um, I'm glad you... I'm fi- Oh, you're trying to run me down? I asked a question. Hear this, you dumb Hey, old. don't talk to her like that. Hey! You're out of control, buddy. Are you with the store or something? No, I'm not the store, but I'm gonna escort you out of it. <laughs> Fucking see what happens. See what happens? Yeah. What's gonna happen? Something bad's gonna happen? Yeah. Oh, outside! We're going outside. You enjoy having people, man? I'm fascinated now to find out what IMDb is going to fucking say about this one as it's <laughs> as the synopsis. I think it's tried to be a bit like. Well, let's let, let this. This is what IMDb says the synopsis. Meryn, a young woman, learns how to survive on the margins of society. Missing out that she's kind of a fucking cannibal, <laughs> but they're like. Cannibal cross vampires, in a way. Not that they're vampires, Who? but there's vampire vibes to it. They have to do it rather than choosing They have to do it rather than yeah. choosing to eat it. Mm. There's a compulsion, and there's a lot of them. I, and I'm going to say this now before we get more into the movie. It goes from Marin having never met another one to meeting a lot very fucking quickly. That's a fair point. Like a lot, really fucking... I thought I was the only one. Three weeks later, there's fucking everywhere. Well, no, because... Well, no, there's a line at one point where she says, like, like, I think... um, Fuck me, my brain today. Mark Rylance is like, you never met anyone. She's been like, oh, well, people look at... uh, Some people look at me... I I thought people were just looking at me funny. And it's like the indication there that she's been in contact with them, but they just haven't said anything. Yeah. So, but they do seem rather forthcoming all of a sudden. That's for damn sure. Yes. Becky. What do you think to Bones and All? Well, that first bit under the table properly takes you by surprise if you go into it knowing nothing, doesn't it? Yes. 
Yeah, it does a little <laughs> bit. It, uh, it, it does it does get going quite quickly, doesn't it? You're a bit like, oh, is this going to be like an exploring their sexuality kind of like? Because she's looking at her, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is giving us some 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 looks, and you know, growing up, coming of age kind of story. I'm I'm here for that with with Timmy Shells later down the line. That's fine. That's fine. Nope, nope, she eats a finger. Wait, so you didn't know? I didn't know there was anything weird, no. Oh, wow, fair fucking play then. I knew that it had like horror adjacent vibes, I'd heard that, but I thought it was maybe going to be that they... A little bit natural bonk killers or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, like they were they were just badens. Badens? Oh, wrongens. Yeah. And they were just like on a bit of a murder spree. I didn't know it was going to be like supernaturally. Yeah. So yeah, when she, when she just bit the shit out of her finger, I was like, what the fuck is going on? What? <laughs> Yeah. How much did you know then? I thought I I, I knew the um I knew the cannibal isms uh, okay. of it. See, I'm really glad I didn't. Oh, I, yeah, that, that that's I, yeah. I, I didn't watch any trailers, but I I I, I know about it through somebody else mentioning it. Yeah, I think they've done a because re- I I did watch a trailer and I don't think there's any cannibally shit in the trailer. I, I think I they've done a really good job of keeping it on the down low. Yeah. Hmm. Ian. I, don't, I, I really well, want a Thundercats t-shirt now. You like, do really want a Thundercats t-shirt One of the first t-shirt things I did when I came yeah, home yeah. was start looking on Etsy for a Thundercats t-shirt. Ian, what did you mm. think of Bones and All? Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I I mean, it's a, a great recovery from Suspiria. Uh, yeah. I'll say that. Um, so, unfortunately, my issue with the film is one that the film really needs you to not have an issue with, which is like the dynamic between Chalamet and Russell. I think they're both individually decent, but I don't think the film does enough to really go with the like almost like star-crossed lovers tragic aspect that the last like five ten minutes does. Uh, like, and it wants you to feel. Um, I wasn't there. Um, there's yeah I don't know there's just like there's almost not enough of them getting to know each other it's like they have conversations but then they encounter things um yeah and I I I don't know there's like a bit where Michael Stuhlbarg's talking to to Timothy Chalamet and there's some like you know you're 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 an addict blah 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 and it's like okay well what's that about and it wasn't quite that I like the parts of this thing. I like the bones more than I like the all. Um, I thought Mark Rylance was good. I quite enjoyed him. Last scene, I, I was talking to Jordan like on a WhatsApp chat about it, and I agree with him. This is his point. You don't need that last scene with Mark Rylance. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's just... It's just... It's... it's it's too much, and it should have ended with them sat on the hill before it ends with them sat on the hill, the way it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let's go be people. Let's go be people. That, when it, when yeah. it goes, let's go be people, and it, and it fades out there. I thought that was ending there, and it didn't. It tacks essentially like a coda on at the end. Yeah. Which it doesn't really need. I really wanted a happy ever after for them. Like, just leave, they could have uh, yeah. even had the little bit of them just living their lives. And her, like, going off to work and stuff like that and just have it, like, fade out on them just doing normal shit. I'd have been probably alright with that, yeah. And it, it would have been, I, I don't know, 
I kind of feel like it just would have been a more interesting ending for Mark Rylance's character as well, where he's just this sad old man who's when he's rejected by her. Like, it just may, would have made me laugh if Mike, Mark Rylance's last interaction in this film was calling her a cunt and driving off. Yeah. I don't know, there's just something about that that I find funny. Um, but no, you know, we, we have to have... I mean, there's definitely a, a never... It's never dully with Sully, don't, don't get me wrong. But... <laughs> Just that that ending, and it's like okay, well, Timothy Chalamet's obviously going to come back. Okay, he's back. What's going to happen? They're going to pin him down. Oh, old Timmy's been fatally wounded. I I, I don't know. Just like the whole, like eat, you, you've got to eat me. I want you to eat, eat all of me. And it's just like right, okay. It's Guadagnino just going like right. There are gonna there's going to be a subset of Timmy fans who are going to stand this film hard for the next 10 years and I just really really want to appeal to them like I I want to make the most twisted romantic tragic ending of all time and it's just nah nah mate nah it's too much not not in terms of the gore or anything like that just like you 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 put too you put too much in the sandwich here yeah there's a compliment um, too much there isn't there yeah 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 um but like I say, I, I liked scenes like the Stuhlbarg and Gordon Green stuff was great. Stuhlbarg running at the camera was like actually made me flinch. Yeah. And I. Yeah. Because it's just that character's really intense because he is so wrong from the moment that you see him. Yeah. And it just builds and builds and builds. And it's just like, what was he going to do if he caught them? Like what was he like? He's, he was they, just they, they, they were a hundred percent going to eat them. Yeah, definitely. If they'd fallen yeah, suppose... asleep and and Stallbag had woken up before they did, they would have been getting eaten. Oh, they'd have been getting eaten. Yeah. Right. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna enough. lie. Probably caught first. Yeah. Mm. So I agree but, uh, that that the. Oh, sorry. I I, I sorry. I, I agree that the that yes, it should have ended ten minutes before it ends. And it's why, for me, it's a four and a half out of five rather than a five out of five. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. But I still think at the moment this might be my film of the year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I got that wrong then. I thought it was going to be a more Becky vibe because I thought there was kind of like a, with the kind of like mythology of it all, I thought there was some kingy aspects to it. Oh, don't get me wrong. I fucking loved it, but... Yeah, I... I was once that within like oh. at first when I, when it was like the when she was under the table I thought right there's something going on here yeah. and then the bite and I was like oh all right go on then no but the way that it all plays out right at the beginning where it's yeah. like, like she's like night goes off into a room and then he comes over and like locks the door and she in he like. Fucking hell, why is he locking her in a fucking bedroom? Overprotective, wanky dad guy. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then, like, the fact, that, the fact that it goes hard there, but then, like, two minutes later, it's like, she wakes up and he's just left a tape saying, nah, I can't be asked for this anymore. Yeah. I've yeah. gone. It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> and, like, the vibe you get is that it's because she's literally turned 18, isn't it? Like, you don't, yeah. it's off camera that she's turned 18, you just see it in a flashback, but. Yeah. Yeah. And it then. You know the, the fact that I think I think the, the, the I, I get it that I agree as well. I don't think there's that much chemistry between them, but I think that there's a there's an element of 
do you know what? We can never have a normal relationship. I don't know that I agree. Whereas, with that. whereas we, whereas we can with each other. I think it's more from him. He's got more. He falls for her more than she falls for him. God, fucking smoulders though in this movie, doesn't he? Um, he's, he's way too young for me to crush on, but oh my god, he's got like. He's a lot older than people think he is. He's got some small. He's a little. He's a on. little bit like one of those footballers that people keep on going. <laughs> oh, but you know, once once he matures, it's like he's like he's like late twenties. <laughs> I mean, he's no if he's old. late twenties, Bex, I think you're all right. Yeah. yeah. How old Austin Butler? Is that inappropriate? He's like early thirties, I think. That's fine. Then. Um. But oh, yeah. I'll never meet the man, so it's all right. But, but I mean, if you did, you what? Because if you did, you'd just instantly hump his leg or something. No, no, no. Like, no. What, what? like it's not. It's not going to get awkward that I have a crush on him. Uh, it, I'll never meet I, him. It's not awkward anyway. <laughs> if, if, if if Austin Butler wants to buy her in, I'd, I'd be there going, "Bet's go for it. Just fucking go for it." <laughs> I don't. I think he's probably got higher standards than me. Um, but yeah, I I think the. Were you setting that up for him to say no? Don't say that. Or no, no, you know, no, it's fine. No. I know that he okay. disagrees, right. but yeah. he knows that I'll just tell him to shut the fuck up. Rylance okay, is enough. fucking great. As as just odd, just really fucking odd. He plays it so well. But the fact that he does seem to view himself as two people as well, and it's never really kind of explained. I think it's just it, it, there. I think what what I got from that personally is. He spent so long on his own having the, the, the duality of being a normal guy but also somebody who does an extremely not normal thing mm. that as a psychological thing, he's just broken into okay. two people. Because he does when he's saying to her, you don't like Sully, do you? You don't like me, do you? Yeah. Like he, he, he is like he's referring to two it, different it, people. It's both of them, yeah. And it, it, there's that. But just at every turn... There's these fucking just that's just fucking it. It's a relentlessly grim movie, without is. being whilst at the heart of it trying to have quite a nice fucking story. Yeah. And the fact that you've realistically you've only actually really got one nice character in the entire movie. You know the even down to um, Marin is not a nice character. She's a bit of a dick. So who are you saying tonight? The only nice one is Lee. Charlemagne's character is, you know, it's but it's established first thing he does. He murders that man in this grocery. But he doesn't. But he doesn't think he is. That's the thing. And that's the he by his code, he's all right Mm. with what he's done because he's a dickhead. Because the guy's a dickhead, and even by his code, he still is a dickhead. But yeah, there's. I didn't know he had a kid. Oh no, no, I don't mean that man. I mean the man in the grocery store. But he's a prick. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but you don't. Lots of people preach. Don't just murder him. But as part of what his his code is that that, that guy's a prick. I, so I, if fun. I'm going to murder somebody, I'm going to murder pricks. Yeah. There's an element to that by by everybody else's standards within the movie. I wonder if it has to be humans, or whether they could just like. I think there's a bit that mentions it. Is there? Yeah. Because like he works in a slaughterhouse, he could just go in and like steal a cow. Um. I think there's an element of of it that, that, that lets off, but I I think I just I enjoyed that vibe of it, and and Shalane is is really really good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like really, he he's charismatic, but not overtly charismatic. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That, that's there. You could see why Marin would trust him, but he's not. He's not fucking JD from Heather's. No. Um, and then you've got that. You've got a very nice kind of. You know, there's an elements of sort of Badlands within it, but also mixed in with things like the road and bits like that. Mm. It's, I, I think it's a very, very strong piece of work well, with I, a fantastic I, fucking score. I said it's got like thirst and yeah. spring vibes, didn't I? Want yeah, to yeah. There's a definite, there's a definite element of thirst in there as well. Mm. Uh, not even just the the whole fucking eating people element of it, just the the eating people element the the normality of, of something that's not normal yeah that is there yeah um, and I like the fact that at no point are the police after them <laughs> no they never bother with that whole thing do they yeah but there's no there's also no point where there's anything nice within it there's no they don't go to a nice house they don't go to anything like that. It is, look, this is the fucking, this is low America that we're showing you. Mm. We're showing you poor places. Apart from which goes to a grandma's. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Very fucking, and fucking Stolberg. <laughs> Jesus. You are just waiting for that to come back. And the fact that it doesn't is very clever. But That's a fair waiting, point. But you're waiting for that to come back. Hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Can you stop and do that? I, 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 I thought it was fantastic. However, I do agree with the fact that it should have ended there with that, that shot. Because it's a perfect shot of them saying and it panning back into just essentially a sunset. Um, yeah. And just saying, let's go and be people. Bang! Unfilmed the Luca Guadino. Yeah. Boom! Fucking five out of five, fucking bra fucking vote. But it just goes that little bit too far. I think you're right, Ian. I think it is. It, it is Luca not being able to quite rein himself in a little bit. Yeah. It's the yeah. beach fucking I- scene. Of this movie, that him, yeah. It 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 just I it I get it, and if I was more into the central relationship, I, th- I like I think I would be more into the ending. But it, yeah, I, I it they never truly clicked together for me as as strong as I thought they were individually. Mm. I mean, I, th- I, I, like, th- even... I think that the, the reason is, is it's. Because there's a thing where he says earlier that if his that if his sister wasn't there, he'd probably kill himself. Yeah. And then the fact that she's now dead. Yeah. It is very much. Uh, I don't want this. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. I don't want. I don't want to be saved. I know, but he had her instead. Then, didn't he? But I think that there was almost an element of, 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 of existing as what he existed as was too much for him. Yeah. You know, there's a bit where, there's a bit in it where she says to him, um, after they've killed the, um, the gay, not gay dude, um, yeah. where she says, you know, 
why don't I feel anything about it? Because she doesn't. And she said, she's mentioned that, the fact that she doesn't feel bad about any of it. Yeah. Um, but he does seem to feel bad about it. Mm. And she doesn't have the demons that go with it. Whereas he does seem to, it does seem to haunt him, the things that he's had to do. Well, he remembers growing up with it, doesn't he? Whereas she yeah. doesn't. And I think that there's an element of, of, of that, that she could live on just essentially being fine with it. It doesn't affect her, but it, with him, it, it literally eats him inside. Yeah. And so the only thing he had that was kind of like pure was left was his sister, and he doesn't have that anymore. Mm. 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 So there's, a, there's, a, there's an ultimate tragedy to the fact that I think it's, it, it's as much that as it is anything else. Yeah. Poor Timmy Charles. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it as much as you did. I'm, I'm stunned by that, Mark. Fair play. Yeah. Like, it's that, that, that's, that's fantastic. But I mean, look, hey, de- definitely not shit. Not going to be turning up in my top ten. But it sounds like we're going to be discussing it, and that that's cracking. Yeah, I was, I was, I thought I was going to enjoy it. Um, because Ian, you said there's a lot, there's a lot going on here, and it's interesting as fuck. So I thought, all right. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. I didn't think I'd be sat there throughout the entirety of it going, this is fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing, isn't I it? I just... Go on. Sorry. Sorry, no, sorry, Bex, go on. Um, it, we were saying, really glad that we'd been to see it at the cinema, because it, whilst it was oh, like gotcha. the kind of film that would still stand up on the small screen, some of the fucking Shots. vistas that are displayed of yeah. the, of the mm. stuff is beautiful on a big screen mm. and the score because I know we keep saying it but the, the, the sound system in Parkway is fucking incredible that 7.1 yeah, yeah. is delicious um, it, the, the score was just brilliant <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know at the time that it, going in, that it was Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross but I did think because uh, Tom York did the one for Suspiria didn't he yeah I did think this doesn't sound Yorkie it sounds more it sounds more Trent Reznor and Atticus Rossi yeah. Uh, and then when it came out and I looked, it was like, ah, that does make uh, sense. Is that why you were going really slow on the what? way out so you could read the credits? Yeah. And I was very much like, no, it was, that, it's I, it, it was because I thought, the credits when we were walking out, yeah, it's because I thought, I'm sure that guy was fucking David Gordon Green. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I was having some real like problems with it early on as well just in terms of kind of like intensity like it, it, it's that fucking scene where rylance is just eating that woman who just died like the i just the idea of someone just lying down close to death and then him obviously smelling that she's close to death and then just hanging around her house waiting for her to die. And in fact, it's such and a then, long time. And the fact that he thinks yeah, that yeah. makes him the good guy because he doesn't kill them. He thinks that makes him more noble. Yeah. Because then yeah. he doesn't but, eat them until they're dead. But he just lets them die slowly and suffering. That's worse. And, and just like the way... That, and then like he's eating her and then she joins in. And it's just the sound of them eating her. And it's like showing like f- f- old photos of her and her family and whatnot. I'll be honest, I almost walked out then. Not from a, oh my God, won't someone think of the children? But just a, like, I, I just actually don't need that. 
Like uh, I, 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 and thankfully, the film didn't quite go. I found that section intensely upsetting, and I'm sure that's what they were going for. But there was just a part of me that's just like I go, I go to films to uh, enjoy myself at least a bit. And I'm not enjoying myself at all in this moment. I'm anti-enjoying myself. I, I, yeah, I, I, I get your point there. There's a level of escapism where you go in, you go in. Right, I'm not. I, I'm not here to be made to feel miserable. I'm here to either be entertained or witness something. Mm. Yeah, but then, then Timmy comes into it shortly after, and then it kind of it kind of starts finding its foot. And I, I like, I, and I was like, okay, fine. And the stool bug bit, it was it was intense, but like it was fine. You know, I just, yeah, they're, they're like, and I, the idea of that woman just collapsing and no one being there for her, and then him stalking around waiting for her to die, like, and, and just the you know, the eating and the cutting to the the old pictures, I almost felt like is that actually a bit of a step too far here? Like just in 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 terms of just how affect affecting that is, but I I think it was probably the point. But yeah yeah yeah, it, it it's a really really individual film. There's nothing quite like Bones and All. Like that that's what you can say. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, very much looking forward to rewatching it as well. Mm. I will never rewatch this film. I look forward to it coming out on 4K and Criterion and you going, oh, fuck you, I'll watch it again. No, oh, no, no, well, no, because, you know, I, 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 I definitely not shit, yeah, before I tangent. Yeah, go on. Definitely def not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Quickly before you tangent, audience poll, definitely not so, shit, 75%, Geostorm, 25%. That person who's put Geostorm, yes, fair enough. <laughs> CSVP Combat. Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker versus Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I've ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time though. I mean, am I st is this on? Um, hey Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek, 
Bevelon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Ian. Yo. So, I'm fairly certain you sent this to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The HD VHS. It's wild, isn't it? Did you watch the full video? Uh, not all of it, but most of it. Oh, man, I watched the full fucking thing. It was fascinating. Them doing the comparison of the hurricane. <laughs> oh, it's wild. Is that, like, that difference between the VHS and the HD one? Yeah. My God, man. Yeah, that was fucking bonkers. I, I did not know you could get HD videotapes. It was no, it, like D theater or something they called it. Yeah, D theater. D VHS. Absolutely wild. Yep. I mean, fucking hell. Ten eighty i five point one Dolby Digital. Like that's that's good watching. Yeah. Man, it? it's bonkers. It looked really fucking good. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. Delve a little bit deeper into it. Do you know whose idea it was? And who owned the essential, the company? Go on. And the and they didn't mention this in the what is it. And there was introductions on the tapes by him, apparently. Mark Cuban. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah. laughs> nice. Yeah, fair play. Nice. Uh, he's making me go, oh, fucking hell. I, I, I was watching this looking at it going, I could rabbit it all like that. <laughs> fucking, sp- I mean, like the, the amount of money they were having to pay for all that stuff as well on that YouTube video. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, Linus Tech Tips, I think, was the YouTuber. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, look, uh, folks, look it up. Like, 15 minute video is wild. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, good time watching that. Yeah, 
it's time for me to ascend. From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. Into. You're a cat now to a girl like me. He plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Batman! wish I'd been watching Cocaine Bear. Um, but one, not one long. day... We've not got long. One day. So yeah, I watched a few things. Um, uh, annual watch of Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Uh, which is now now become an annual watch, basically. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I, it, it's Planes, Trains and Automobiles. It's fantastic. I mean, the, uh, it, um, you know, people like me. My wife likes me. Uh, it just gets me every time, oh, uh, especially when you when you know the end. Yeah. Um. Uh. The uh Steve Martin f bomb scene is one of the greatest minutes or so uh, known to man. Just the whole. Have you got your rental agreement? No. Then you're fucked. Uh, it just perfect. Um. And yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I don't think it's a five star banger. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, uh, it, it it's I I don't know. It, it kind of feels like it could come off the rails at any time. It, it feels very bits put together. Um, like, and I I think maybe that's because it's just constantly on the move. But it yeah, there's there's something about it that doesn't quite 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 make it five star material for me but and the thing is i can only watch that film on thanksgiving yeah that's i it. can't watch that film any other day we missed it thanksgiving this year so i can't watch it till next year and i think it's about the first year in about 10 years i've missed it 
Yeah, yeah, no, sure, sure. Uh, what I will say, the iTunes 4K looks like shit. Yeah, it does. Um, the digital noise reduction all over the place. People look waxy. It just it it yeah it it, it looks like the the old Predator Blu-ray at moments. So um, yeah. Um, so playing straight into automobiles. Uh, ticked off a couple of Christmas watches. Uh, rewatched Arthur Christmas, the Ardman film. Uh, it, it, it like it's kind of a big one in our household. Weirdly, um, like we've we've watched it uh, a number of times just find it very charming it's just a nice little film um there you go after christmas uh watch batman returns uh which looks great on 4k in itunes on an oled that looks fucking brilliant um and uh that again batman returns not a five-star banger i don't like it as much as the first batman um it, 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 it like there's a lot going on in that film um it's also a film where batman the batman slash bruce wayne does not say anything until about 40 minutes into the film uh that film is way more interested oh what's going on Ooh. Ooh, someone's just been plugging something in um <laughs> about 40 minutes into the film uh and um but danny devito should have won best supporting actor at the oscars that year um yes. it is a it is an truly unhinged performance um it is the one of the weird weirdest horny films ever made <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is incredible just how horny Penguin is <laughs> and how disgusting he is. It's I mean it it makes me laugh. There's some just just the pussy I've been looking for. It's just whoa, all right then, buddy, calm down. I, I, um, I, I always do love just like you said, just how much Devito just fucking goes for it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I just. Like I don't know, shaking hands with people, groping people, and just—it's like, what are you doing? And then the the speech that he gives to his uh, to his penguins, my dear penguins, I, it, it's great, it's great. Um, yeah, um, uh, and also it is just one hundred percent a Christmas film. It is such a Christmas film. Base, I, I think the yeah, the last exchange is like Merry Christmas, Alfred. Merry Christmas, sir, and good peace to all men and women. You know, Christmas film. Um, so, Batman Returns. And last one for this week. Um, so, uh, we watched Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone a while back. And um, the girls watched Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets uh day I was out. Um, I don't know when that was. Um, but we watched Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And um, Lottie is like vibing with these films um azkaban is great uh it's the one directed by alfonso cuaron uh it's the one with the uh the dementors um and it's just it's got it a mood all its own it's and it, it's relatively self-contained and there's there's just a great kind of like time hopping mystery about it, and there's like a breadcrumb trail as to what's going on, like laid through the film, and then it all plays out in the third act re- really well. Um, and yeah, it, it's 
introducing characters that are going to be in future ones, but it also actually does just tell its own story very well. Um, and all in just over two hours. Uh, it's m- maybe definitely Hallows Part Two is shorter than this. Maybe, but it's what it's one of the briskest Potters. Um, so we quite enjoyed it. Um, it's we've the already best warned. One for me lo- is Azkaban, yeah, y- yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I think I, I think that's going to play out for me. Um, we've already warned Lottie that someone dies in the next one, and the next one things start getting a bit more uh, grown up. Um, and she's both looking forward to that and also pretty apprehensive about it. What's the next one? Um, uh, Goblet of Fire. How did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> that one. I don't remember most of these. Oh. So um, in in the Cedric. in the next one, Robert Pat- yeah Pattinson is introduced and killed off in the same film. Ah, fair enough. Um, but it's like you know, it's the one where Rafe Fiennes turns up for the first time. Yeah, it, it's the first one that was rated twelve. Um, you know, I, I mean, amazingly, Prisoner of Azkaban to PG, um, which in the age of films being able to be rated twelve feels odd. Uh, there's some scary shit in Azkaban, but she made it through. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But she's she's enjoyed these. She's like literally suggested we watch Goblet of Fire on Sunday night. Um, I I just realised that England are playing on Sunday night, so that's not happening. Um, but we will watch it, and I'm very very glad that she's vibing with them. So yeah, Azkaban, good time. That's it for me. Ooh, Bex, what have you been watching? On my own. Your home home. Nothing. Nothing at all? No. Well, Haunting of Hill House and I've been reading The Stand. But no. Alright, well, I'll do, should I do mine that I've been watching on my own and then we'll do hours that we watch together? Go for it. So, I rewatched Coyote Ugly. Of course you did. Um, which feels a little bit like they took two different movies and went, right, we need a Piper Parade boat like fucking vehicle mm. because Leanne Rhymes looks a bit weird. So we need a paper paper vehicle to, that people fucking fall in love with this girl because we've got, we think she's going to be hot fucking shit but we don't have one at the moment. And someone went, I wrote this one about a bar? Maria Bellows in it? And I went, ah, yeah, we can, we, can, we can smash those two together and they do and it doesn't work but it kind of does. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like this should be, like, the, this was, like, minutes away from being, like, a 15 and a lot dirtier and grimier than it actually, <laughs> uh, than it actually is. Whereas it's it's a 12 and it's a little bit odd. Yeah, it could do with being a 15. It could do with being a 15, mm. but you would never, it would never have been a 15. Mm. Uh, also as well... Um, John Goodman should be in everything. That man, because he's in this, and in every scene he's in, he steals it. That man is a fucking charisma machine. I don't remember this film very well at all. I don't remember he, Melanie Linsky. He plays her dad. John Goodman being in it. Oh. Who did it, my bells? Melanie Linsky. She plays her friend from back at, back at home. Is she... Is she, is she, is she, is she what? It. 
What? Oh, no, because I don't want to be. What? I don't get what you mean. No, it don't matter then. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's fun enough. It's kind of ugly. It's not that good, but it's fun. I had enough fun with it. Joy Knoxville turns up for no reason. Was it a good? Sweet. Was it a good lunch break movie? Good lunch break movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hiding from talker from from the other star. Oh god. Yeah. So I like to watch a movie during my lunch. <laughs> um, and usually I would I would over a week I can get like three maybe four watched of my lunches, movies. Right. I might just get one, well two watched because we had somebody covering from the store who kept up was coming in at the same time as I got my lunch and insisted on sitting at the table and talking to me. Very pleasant, very nice of her. Got where she was doing it. But in my brain I was going, I just kind of just want to just sit, chill out in my own little world and watch a movie. <laughs> I think if you've got a routine, it's difficult when people... Yeah, it threw my routine off. But I literally had headphones in. <laughs> so I, a part of me was going, you'd be justified by just ignoring her. <laughs> Turning around. Yeah, but I did. That was nice. Um, also, now I've been toying with the idea of rewatching this movie for a while, but haven't. Mm-hmm. So I rewatched Five Hundred Days of Summer. How was that? Oh shit! Right. Okay. And the reason why is I really like Five Hundred Days of Summer, I and it's like one it. of those where I had a good memory of it. And the thing is that now, because the way the world has gone has changed, there's been a lot of revisionism about Mm. 500 Days of Summer. And people now still like it, but look at it in a completely different way than they did in 2009 when it came out. And it was a bit of an indie sleeper hit. Yeah, I think mm. the narrative of the time was very much, oh, Zoe Deschanel, she's the bad guy in this movie. And then yeah. people kind of went, oh, actually, hang on a second. She was quite upfront about her, the way that she was. Yeah. And actually, he's the bad guy and for even, imposing his sensibilities on her. Even Joseph Gordon-Levitt has started kind yeah. of going down that road, which has been quite uncomfortable because uh, one of the writers of it has been like, um, no, <laughs> not really <laughs> the angle I was going for about it. Um, so it's been a bit like that where nobody kind of wants to talk about it anymore because it's this fucking fine balancing act between what you're allowed to say and what you're not. So I'm going to say, 500 Days of Summer is a 4 out of 5 movie. Mm. But if we were reviewing <clears> it now, as like a retroview or anything like that, I think it would go into the thanks I hate it category. Okay. Sure. In the sense that it's a very good movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is very, very good in it. Um, the spike characters of Jeffrey Arend and uh, Matthew Gray uh, Goobler, they're very good in it. Clark Gregg is very good in it. The only person I think who's not actually that great in this is Zooey Deschanel. I mean, that's because she's not a very good actor. But I... I, I but, at the time, I thought she was. Now, back, I'm going back and looking at it going, she basically just exists as being Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's a fringe that sings. Yeah. And she sings <laughs> a lot in this movie. <laughs> like, an awful lot. And, and watch it again. You are going, do you know what? She does. She is quite open about it. But she also is very much like... She's, she's basically mixed signals the human. Yeah. Um, 
But he's very much like, he's also in the wrong because he picks up every single wrong signal. If the signal she gives out, he takes it the wrong way. And it's the, there's a lot of revisionism to it. And a lot of the language that she used in it is not great. And it's only like 13 years old. Oh, like problematic? Yeah. Okay. Like there's a bit where it's like, apparently she's a bitch. It's like, ah, fuck it. Fucking hate her anyway, skank. And it's a bit like that. But then again, it is the way that people talk. It's not the way that people want to admit that the way that people talk, but it kind of is. Um, so yeah, I. But it's a really well put together story that is literally about, and I think that this is the crux of it for the why. I think it's a it's a very good movie. Is if you take because the story you go into it thinking I'm watching a love story. I'm watching a story about their relationship. And it isn't. Yeah. It's a failed relationship movie. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, failed relationships might have their moments of wonderment and beauty within them. But ultimately they failed. Yeah, that's all So they're going that. to leave an awful lot of scars. And the the bad moments are certainly going to outweigh the good moments because even in, not in amount, but in brutality. Yeah, yeah. Because the relationship fails. And that's what you get here. And then you're weighing it up, watching it going, right, so which one's been shitter than the other? And I'm sorry, not fashionable to say it, but it's Zoe Deschanel's character. Without fucking question. And it is captured brilliantly by Mike my, by my Webb in one of the scenes where there's a side-by-side, there's an expectations versus reality when they reconnect. Yeah. Um, and she mm. invites him to a party that she's throwing uh, because they've reconnected at a former work colleague's wedding. Mm. And he goes, and it's very well narrated and it's very well shot of you get uh, his expectations of what the night is going to be, that they'll reconnect and they'll get back together. And the reality is that he's kind of on the fringes because he doesn't really know anybody but her there. And then it slowly starts to dawn on him that this is actually an engagement party that she's having. Oh, her engagement party? Yeah. Okay. You have seen this movie, Bob. Yeah, he um, And so then he fucking, he leaves and that's when his world kind of crumbles and falls apart. And then later on when they actually sort of reconnect after she's got married and everything like that, which bear in mind she goes from never wanting to fall in love to then having a, rela- a, a, a relationship to then literally getting married in the space of like a couple of months. <laughs> Mm. Um, he's like you should have fucking told me and she's like yeah maybe he's like no dickhead you knew what you were doing you should have and he says to her why didn't you tell me you know you dance with me you effectively you're flirting with me and she says because I wanted to and there's a click with him and it's like oh I have dodged such a fucking bullet Mm. that poor guy she will do whatever she wants to because she is living pretty privilege. Yeah. And it's just, you watch it going, they're both horrible. Mm. I think I think most people, though, when a relationship breaks down, most both parties come out of it looking pretty bad. Oh, yeah. If you look at it objectively. Even if you took... The, I, I, I've said this to you numerous times, haven't I, Bex? Mm. Even if you took the most stable and loving relationship of people that are still together... 
that will that will be together forever. If you took their fucking darkest moments, you could paint either mm. person to be an absolute abhorrent piece of shit <laughs> quite easily. Yeah. For that. Re- really easily were you, to be fair. I am a fucking saviour, goddamn all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I hate it. We'll never watch it again. Listeners, in a couple of years' time, I'll have a different opinion when I have inevitably watched it again. Yeah, we'll watch it again, because I want to watch it again. Of course I will. But yeah, didn't enjoy my time re-watching it. Glad I have. Fair. And then the ones that we watched together, Becky. So we've re-watched um, Christmas Vacation, haven't we? Yes. Because it is more back for Christmas at the weekend, didn't we? We did. So we re-watched Christmas Vacation. But we don't need to go into that because it's Christmas vacation and I'll talk about it at least one more time in December. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we, we made an exception to our, our rule of no Christmas films until December, didn't we? Just because Isabel was back. Yeah, and she went on to see her until, like, literally just before, yeah, Christmas. just before Christmas. And so we put up our Christmas decorations and we watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. We had a Christmassy weekend, put the decks up and everything, didn't we? Yeah, so we also thought we could break this as well, can't we? <laughs> so we watched Falling for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we did. Great, right? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. We lent them my Christmas rotation. It's one of those tacky Christmas shops in film form. Yeah, it is. But it's perfectly inoffensive. It, it, it's nice to see Lindsay Lohan back and not looking fucking sketchy as fuck yeah and yeah feels like the actors were paid in in, in, in look they're getting to stay in a nice place and Lindsay Lohan's here yeah <laughs> looked like it was a laugh to film looked like it was filmed in like 10 days yeah that kid was a lot though wasn't she the kid was a lot um couldn't get over the fact that fucking when I'm watching going Cord Overstreet is nowhere near as attra- attractive enough for the role that he's playing but he is so nice. He does seem nice. Um, blew my mind once I realised where I recognised George Young from. Who? Tad. Oh. Where wow. from? He's fucking Kakoa in fucking Malignant. Oh, Tad. Yes, yeah. Sorry, I think it's the dad. Bloody hell! <laughs> 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 wow! I was watching going... Wow, fuck, where did I recognise this guy from? And then looked at it and was like, holy shit. <laughs> I am now at a what? watch anything with that guy in. Yeah. Hang on. Lindsay Lohan's like boyfriend at the start of this film is the cop from Malignant. Yes. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's great. What? I mean, he's versatile. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like the fact that 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 what they do with that character. So he's an influencer, and he's clearly gay <laughs> or bisexual. Um, he does some real heavy flirting with that woodsman. He does some heavy flirting uh, with Ralph. Yeah, um, but I like the fact that they don't make him an unmitigated piece of shit. Yeah, he's not like nasty. He's not nasty he's or anything like that. Yeah. He's just very vacuous, but he's almost kind of he's cool. He, he's open about his, how vacuous he is, and he's actually quite a nice person. <laughs> I, I kind of liked that about him. If 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 next year's is just is 
is the adventures of fucking Tad Fairchild. <laughs> I'd be alright with that. Oh, if that is the, the next fucking... of Chad sorry. I'd be fine with that. I, I'd like to see what he got up with with that guy who used to be Lindsay Lohan's assistant for the fucking for Christmas. I didn't realise her sister's in it as well. Who? Ali Lohan's in it. Yeah, I, I, I had a good time with Falling for Christmas. I have a yeah. soft spot for Lindsay Lohan. Um, and it was... It, it, it's very much a Christmas movie. It's not as good as a lot of other Christmas movies I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. But as a fuck it, hour and a half, I I, I I had a lot of fun with that. If the rest of them, I, like you say, Ian, are like this, but a little bit better, I'm going to fucking whale of a sound for next month. <laughs> I, I mean, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I think. Yeah. I don't have a fucking grip. But ma- maybe it's because I've just watched too many of them. Like, I'm on the other side of you. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. It could be. But I also laughed at the fucking outtakes towards the end. Yeah. The credits, the end, yeah. 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 That guy bitching, what's it, who played her dad, bitching about the uh, the muscular guy behind him trying yeah, to pull yeah, focus. Yeah, <laughs> That was funny. That's great. Oh, okay. I was up, up there with fucking... Bring me the moustache of Wilfred Brimley outtakes. <laughs> no, and do you know what? I think there's a lot of people out there that are probably kind of rooting for Lindsay Lohan to, to make a bit of a comeback and be happy and healthy. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see it. Yeah. And a good sign. And she's got magnificent fucking hair. She does have magnificent hair. And a good rack. I wasn't really looking at a rack, but I'd, I'd, it's prob- there. I'd, I'd kill for her hair. Right. I'm not fighting about the rack. I'll fight about the hair. All right. I was fighting about the rack. Oh, fuck you, not bad. <laughs> not the same about the relationship things, where someone can be portrayed as a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tick. Be loads of ammunition for you. Yeah, it would be. You're real dick. Uh, you're not princess yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fully disagree. I'm a delight. So do we have any else? No, we don't, do we? No. Right? Yeah, watch the live, No. Let's go for questions. We do have some questions, I'm sure we do. Well, actually, no, let's go for the question that we asked. That we asked our people. So our question for you this week is, what Christmas films are in your must-watch rotation? Um, Paul Lovell says, so many that it's getting difficult to fit them in yeah, each year. Sympathise with that. Mm. Longest uh, running where I've seen them at least once a year since release A Scrooged and Christmas Vacation. Most recently added is Happiest Season. It's not great, but it's worked its way onto the list. Um, Rick Kidd, Rick J. Kidd. Uh, Gremlins, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Muppet Christmas Carol, Scrooge, Nightmare Before Christmas, Krampus, Black Adder's Christmas Carol, and Markman Wise, Andre Pevin Sketch. Yeah. There's some that are peripherals that I would say um, are ones that I like to get to, like the like Happiest Season, like Holiday, like the uh, gosh, what's it called? Fat Man. Mm. Um, But the absolute definites are Die Hard, Home Alone, Jingle All The Way, It's A Wonderful Life, up at Christmas Carol, Scrooge, Krampus. Uh, I think that's the that's oh, and Christmas Vacation. 
But I already said that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably because we watched it twice. Yeah. We, we usually watch it twice every year. Yeah, they're, they're the definites. And we normally watch planes, trains and automobiles for Thanksgiving, don't we? But we forgot this year. Yes. Ian, what are yours? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably unsurprising stuff, to be honest. I mean, Scrooge, Christmas Vacation. I mean, if we're talking every, every, every year, then, yeah, definitely those two. Uh, the Holiday is a big one for Don and I over the last few years. Um, Die Hard, like, pretty much every year, I think, Die Hard. Um, Black Christmas. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are, like, the perennials and then I like try and fit others in as and when so like Batman Returns I don't watch every year but I did this year you know um uh Arthur Christmas um so things like that I'm I'm planning on doing Die Hard 2 this year because I never get around to watching Die Hard 2 so yeah there's 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 a there's a there's a fair few but I try not to overextend because Christmas comes at you quicker than you expect I think Klaus and Pottersville I'd like to try and fit in as well this year Oh yeah, yeah. good show. Pottersville, yeah. I'm gonna fit in. Pottersville is on my list. I will watch that every year because yeah. it's just an awful lot of fun, yeah. and it makes me feel Christmassy. Yeah. But Christmas vacation, yeah, holiday, yeah. It's uh, on every year one. It will be an every year one. <laughs> yeah. Rain that could Day be an games. early December one though. I think. Yeah, Rain Day games. Rain Day games. Yeah. I will be watching Eight Bit Christmas again this year because I've really enjoyed Eight Bit Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Fair play. Yeah. What else have we got? Uh, Krampus, yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, shit, Krampus, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jingle All The Way, Home Alone, We'll Watch The Happiest Season. Um, and uh, one that I... I, I, think I usually watch this on my own, usually after you've gone to bed on Christmas Eve. Is it Tom and Jerry? It's Tom and Jerry, uh, The Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Because we is, watched it with the cat. Yeah, that's an absolute must, because I yes. love that film. And the thing is, every year... I have to scramble to try and find it somewhere. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist anywhere. I think a couple of years ago, I found it by um, downloading, it's in five bits on like a YouTube channel somewhere, downloading all of them, then cutting it myself. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it is fantastic. Yeah, that's mine. Um, So yeah, we do have questions. We have two questions from Rick. A um, couple of questions. What sites do you use for latest film trailers? Uh, and what movie character would you like to invite round for Christmas dinner? Uh, I just use what is now the Rotten Tomatoes trailer uh, channel on um, YouTube. It used to be uh, movie clips trailers. Yeah. But That's exactly what I use. Yeah. It's just, it's the easiest one. It's probably not the most complete, but it's there. <laughs> and I can subscribe to it. And it is indeed. And it shows me the there. Yeah. Um, ooh, what movie characters would you invite round for Christmas? Definitely not Clark fucking Griswold. I mean, mine probably would be Clark Griswold. It's a disaster. No, I'd want to go out of Clark Griswold's for Christmas. Oh, because then Ellen would be there in the titty blouse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going around there, so I'm inviting somebody around for Christmas. Which movie character? 
Who'd be a, who'd who'd be a laugh <laughs> at Christmas? You laughing in the picture? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's the cat. It's, that's good. Yeah, who who'd be a laugh at Christmas? Oh, you want someone drunk with a cheeky edge to them? Can I just have Russell Crowe? Uh, Not even a character. Can I just have Russell Crowe? Uh, John Goodman in King Ralph. Oh, that's a good one. Or like Rodney Dangerfield in anything. Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack. Yeah, that would do. Fletch. Fletch is a good one. I do like Russell Crowe. Just though, Russell Crowe. back yeah. to that. Yeah. I reckon it'd be a great Christmas. That Ed Harris's girlfriend in that short from Creepshow, just dancing, pissed. Well... So fucking, that's a specific. That's, a, that, that, that's way too specific. <laughs> Fair play. I just want the vibes. She brings good vibes. Fair play. Cocaine bear. <laughs> Cocaine bear. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. There you fucking go. Ian, what are we covering next week? Uh, I believe it's going to be Violent Night. Woo. Let's go. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Good time ahead, I reckon. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, that that that'll do it. I kind of feel like we might have just some like one main review shows coming up. I feel like that um, might be good for our sanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, eh? Yeah. Um, you know, like this this show, take the Sherlock Holmes bit off. It's probably going to be about an hour and a half. That's probably best for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, we 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 made a conscious decision to not take on too much to. Mm make it so that it's more difficult for for us yeah yeah and and, and also i'll be honest mm, and I, i'll be honest i think since i stopped drinking i think these shows have been shorter um like in all seriousness we've had short shows for the last few weeks and i haven't been drinking due any any of them <laughs> and i kind of wonder whether there's maybe less tangents and less me just going uh <laughs> but we love a tangent we do love a tangent we, we, we've been having them we've been having them yeah we've still we've still been we've still been rocking a tangent I know, I know. Uh, right well that was that was episode 470 thank you very much for joining Rebecca thanks Mark and thank you very much for joining me Ian thank you very much sir and we shall speak to you next week where Santa gets violent as fuck Right Seasons beatings, baby. Seasons beatings. <laughs> <laughs>